0: Any other kind of right. test I could pass. <laughs> I have to say though, the, like in I packed an overnight bag right, okay. for this move, right? Because yeah. everything else is in boxes. And you know what I discovered, Dan? I have forgotten how to pack. Oh yes. Say like how how I, only two nights I needed to live out of this bag, but I, I couldn't fit it all in a duffel bag. Anyway. Oh yeah.
1: No. No. Well, I used to have a go bag, you know, for any travel. I could be pretty much yes. be on the road to Europe within an hour or so, and, and and off I go. And and my first trip back, my first real, you know, work trip was local, was to DC, and I was like in a panic, like where's this, and you know, everything had like you know, all my like vising and everything had all dried out from two years, like so. I was like, I'm yep. just not used to it. Yeah, it's crazy.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and it's like a. I don't know how I ever got anything into a check on bag. And then B, like where, I I forgot a toothbrush. I forgot, like, you know, just things where I'm just like, what's, who am I now? (laughs) I don't know how to travel anymore. Uh, Oh my God, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, man. All right, here we go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics, focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. I think that I have made the decision to actually keep the music. I keep saying I'm going to change the music and, and I'm, I think I'm going to keep it every time I'm jamming. Uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you're watching, uh, you can see that I'm in a new location today. This is the new office uh, and we are streaming live while unscheduled construction uh, and unscheduled landscaping and unscheduled everything seems to be happening. So um, today could be pretty interesting and disruptive. So thanks in advance uh, for working through it with me and guest today. If you're watching us live on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, uh, give us a shout, a quick hello. Let us know that everything's working okay, that you're seeing us all right. Uh, If you feel so inclined, uh, go ahead and drop a link to your uh, favorite social profile uh, so that ourselves and other listeners can go ahead and connect directly with you. Uh, and for the next 20 minutes or so, if you've got a question or a comment uh, for the show, then just add it in the chat stream and we'll see if we can pull that up for you. Now, joining us today is friend and longtime CXR community member and global
1: TA leader, Dan Black. Dan, welcome to the show. Chris, thanks for having me. And, uh, and my vote just for the record is keep the music. Cause I found myself, you know, it's, bouncing it's a little it. bit of a thing, yes. a little kick in yeah. the step. I like it. I like it.
0: <laughs> yeah, We'll keep it. Well, dad, for those who, who don't know you, who haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, can you give us a uh, sort of an escalator pitch about who is Dan black and, and why should we be hanging out with him today?
1: Sure. Well, I mean, you should hang out be, hang out, because I was smart enough to come onto your podcast. So that, that's reason enough alone. Spending some time with Chris. For sure. <laughs> um, I have been in, uh, in the TA space for about uh, 25 years or so, a long, long time. But I've had lots of different different roles and, and different responsibilities over the course of the time. So um, I've been at one organization. So that makes me a bit of a, a rarity these days. I've been at Ernst & Young EY for, for all of those years but uh, had some time in uh, HR generalists, some time doing campus and university relations, campus recruiting, uh, a little bit on the lateral side, direct admin and executive hiring. So I've done a little bit of everything and really cut my teeth uh, in in, uh, New York, in the New York area where I live, and then expanded to the US. And then uh, gradually over time, now where I lead all of our efforts. So anyone that joins EY, uh, anywhere in the world any service line any rank comes through through our team which is which has been just a, a joy and a privilege to lead and, and just from a, i always i always give this a little bit chris because it's uh of interest to my my fellow brethren and sister and ta um volumetric wise on a on an average year we're hiring about a hundred thousand people in a year um in this past year you know post pandemic and and uh you know making up for some uh, some attrition et etc we hired in. T- calendar 2021 140,000 people holy smokes here. yeah crazy
0: <laughs> yeah i love that but dan you i mean you leave some things out right you've been uh, when i think of uh, our members who, yeah. who really helped to define community uh you're you're one of them i mean you were NACE president and board member for um you were i don't think you're NACE president for all 3 years but you're NACE president and board member right 3 years yeah, yeah. uh you're volunteer firefighter Correct, yes. Uh, and New York Metro Advisory
1: Board member, March of Dimes. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, right. And yeah. your soccer coach? And well, yeah. So now I finally have hung up the soccer. Now I'm just a soccer referee, but for years and years, okay. I'm very active in youth sports. Uh, for two youths in particular, my two kids uh, both played soccer and, and uh, baseball, softball, respectively, for my son and my daughter. Now th- they've both gotten so good that they are beyond my tutelage. So I have turned them over to <laughs> professional coaches and and the, the, they both uh, selected baseball and softball and moved away from soccer. So I still uh, stay active in the community as a referee and you know and help out with youth sports in uh, in my hometown in Westchester.
0: Yeah, I did I did vo- I did the volunteer coach thing when my yeah. kids were little and U7 I yeah, think, I think it was U seven. So, yeah, that, that's uh, I, that yeah. was the extent. I had to study soccer. <laughs> I had never really played soccer. That's right. That was the
1: extent of my coaching. <laughs> well, you you know you're you're getting like it, w- your kid tells you, yeah, hey, I think it's time, Dad. I think it's time to." <laughs> you're always on your own kid when you're a coach. You're always the toughest on your own kid, and everyone else gets a pass. Uh, so they're like, "Yeah, Dad, I think I'm ready for something else." Oh, okay, yeah. I, I hear you. You know, just it's you kind of weird. Over the coach corner.
0: retirement, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, so, did give us a little bit of, um, because you you are the community guy, right? We're just yeah. going to call you the community guy, right? You're always giving back. But give it give us a little bit of history with regards to your passion for college and early career, sure. right? To maybe put our our topic in context, because you've recently had an experience, yes, with with one of your offspring. That's right. Uh, in in this channel, and I'd love to just let's give some context, like, sure, tell us about your college recruiting history, that early yeah. career history.
1: So, so it's fascinating. I, I'm one of these people that never had an intention to go, you know, into campus recruiting or recruiting in general or talent. I was a, I was a pure business major at Binghamton University. I went to school and I was like, you know, I'm gonna, I'll start in accounting, but maybe I'll do finance. Maybe I'll be a trader. Maybe I'll be a broker. You know, anything on Wall Street. That was really my my life plan. And really, through a whole series of, you know. For, yeah, fortune, misfortune, however you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, I was, I was, Chris. I promise, I was doing okay. I was a good auditor at EY. We just there was just an opportunity where I had a big chunk of my schedule, and the person who recruited me from campus said, "Hey, you know, we could use a hand for six months. Could you come and help in campus recruiting?" And that six month has since turned into a career. But at the time, what really grabbed me was, um, you know, whether it's my community work or or charity work, what have you, I really enjoy helping people, and I found yeah. that campus and college. me the opportunity to do that all the time and and not just giving people their first job or the first internship which is of course very rewarding but but helping people along their journey to discover what it was that they were passionate about or what kind of organization might be a fit for them so so i was getting paid to do something i love to help people to give them guidance to give them advice and you know as a parent you know when i I later became a parent i'm like they don't really appreciate your, 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 your guidance as much as someone who is really looking at, you know, again, their first career, their first job, their first yeah. employer. And I got so much satisfaction out of that that I said, boy, I think we could do this. We, meaning me and, and, and my team, we could do this better. And that's yeah. what really launched me down the campus recruiting road. And we started to do some really different things, especially for a large organization like EY that, um, you know, that enabled more of my team to make more of those connections into, into college recruits.
0: Is it, would you say that early career in college is still your favorite, your, your favorite sort of component of recruiting?
1: It's interesting. Oh Well, for sure, it will always have that place in my heart. I will say that there is, like the last two years, as an example, people mm. that have been well along on in their career trajectory, lateral hires, I feel like they need more of the help. If you're a campus recruit right now, I know the last couple of years may have felt a little bumpy, but you have you know, the world is your oyster, it feels like at this point. Right. So those people that have all of a sudden come to an epiphany about whether it's a career change or, uh, you know, or or wanting to make a different turn or have six, seven different options that they didn't have four or five years ago, I I find that connecting with them right now, that that's where I can make a bigger impact. But campus will always be yeah, kind of number one in my heart. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So so Dan, with all that, what, what is it like to go through the college experience yeah. With that, with your with your kid and yeah. that professional lens, like, oh, like. my gosh, <laughs> Let
1: me, look, I, look, I, I have to I have to actually set the stage a little bit. because, So so, my son, Tommy, he's a, a senior in high school as we speak. And, you know, about a year ago, uh, things were opening up a little bit in the U.S. in terms of you know COVID and restrictions. And so we're like, let's go and take some tours and and just get a sense for what kind of university you might want to go to. And right out of the gate, before we even stepped foot in the car for our first road trip, he goes, Dad, I don't want you to be extra. Now, extra in, in teenage lingo is like, don't try to pile on any kind of extra knowledge or, you know, any fancy. Uh-huh. He's like, I know what you do for a living. I know you know colleges, but I'm not trying to hear all that. I want to make some of my own decisions. Dad, so Calm don't down. Do that. <laughs> Calm down, Dad. <laughs> and, and my wife, who is, she's an attorney, she goes, she goes, you know, he's right you're going to try to impose everything you've learned in campus recruiting in 20 years into his little you know college university search and it's going to be brutal and she's right and she's absolutely right so I, I had to take a step back right out of the gate and say this is not this is not me doing my job this is me doing a different job you know being a dad and giving him you know trying to help him uh, guide him a little bit it is kind of our job
0: though yeah. As oh, we yeah have to cram everything we've learned in
1: a small five minute lessons <laughs> that's right that's right it's like that like he, he removes one of you know, his he's a gamer so he'll remo- what if you can't tell me in three minutes i don't have time for and then it puts it right back on yeah okay. yeah and which is worse do you think being extra or being basic I you know I think well it depends on who you ask so my 17 year old says extra is worse my yeah you know, my 14 year old says basic so I can't win I'm always like you know running in the middle of that yellow line I'm going to get run over one way or the other
0: <laughs> yeah I'm always learning new terms from my kids oh, so yeah. I like to spill the tea yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I learned yeah. thirst trap. I learned that a few oh, weeks really? that, Yeah, I don't really
1: think I can explain it well. But the problem with me is that I'm always learning from them, but I'm always like 3 or 4 months so by the time like I've caught on to when you use these terms, um, it's already passed so I'll be like, "Oh man, that party was lit." And both of my kids <laughs> like dad. Dad lit was like so January. I mean, please, you're embarrassing yourself.
0: I'm a little upset so, now because I thought, well, I, I know lit. I'm good yeah. about that. Yeah, lit's
1: out. Lit is gone. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, okay, so dad, so give me a give me a high point and a low point of bringing all that
1: Dan Black experience uh, <laughs> on, on the college journey. So I have to say, the high point was um, you know having enough exposure to the kinds of universities that are out there. I think you know, your average dad may not have that. I, I'm very fortunate for, for my work. When we first planned out, I, I planned two road trips to say, Tom, we're not gonna go look at schools that are in your you know, in your target range, because he didn't have any, right? He, he knew, he pretty sure he wanted to do engineering, but he goes, Dad, I don't know what that means from a school standpoint. And I said, we're gonna plan two trips. We, we live in New York, so we do one trip up to Boston and one yep. to Pennsylvania. And I said, on those trips, we're gonna see big, small, public, private, you know, contained in the city, something more suburban. So you can get a sense of what type of university is yours. Yeah. And that was a huge win because I have to tell you, Chris, after that first trip, we debriefed every school in the car because he was a captive audience. And I said, Tom, I'm, not for, <laughs> I'm not looking for a book report, but what was, what did you like about that school and not like, and, and literally after two road trips, he said, dad, I want to be in a bigger institution. That's away from the city. That's kind of a contained campus feel to it. Um, yeah. I, I like public versus private. And he had reasons for all of this. And I was like, Wow, and that was a real high because now we had direction. Um, I, I would say the low point was, and, and I, I put a little. I did an article in the local paper. Was my my alma mater, Binghamton, was in his in his scope because they have a great engineering program, etc. And my low point was I really started to like push him towards the benefits of Binghamton at the expense of the other school. You know, I'm a proud alumnus. I you know I, I wanted to, and and I, I realized that when he was whenever he asked a question my example of what would be good was something that that reflected well on Binghamton. Now it's a great school, but there were other great schools and I was starting to make some of those decisions or at least some of those you know, assumptions on his behalf. And that's when I caught myself and said, I can't do that anymore. I don't wanna have that kind of influence. He's gotta make this decision on his own.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's funny. Let's see if I can show this here. So Josh Sweetie, God bless yeah. him. He says, if Dan's son won't listen to his advice about college, the rest <laughs> of us dads
1: have zero hope. <laughs> Probably right, probably right. Oh my goodness, but.
0: Well, you know, it's it's kind of interesting to me. I mean, did, did you get feedback from him that, that you know, did the kid think that it helped at all or was it was it really, dad, you're, you're being a little extra, calm well, down, I'll make my own choices.
1: It's funny because at the very, you know, as we got through the process, so that, that first, you know, those visits were all last summer and then we went through, you know, there's the application process, a common app, writing the essay, etc. The more that I was able to empower him to make those decisions and next steps and choices, yeah. the better he felt. So I actually got several thank yous along the way, which is rare from a teenage boy, I'll tell you right now, yeah. saying dad, I'm glad. So perfect example, I found him a, a college coach who was someone that only graduated two years before he did from his high school. So he made an instant connection with her. She was uh she Northwestern, an English major, helped him write his essay, but but mm-hmm. it wasn't like me imposing some you know high paid college coach that that would have been my idea. Yeah. And I said, here are some options for you, make those decisions that you feel most comfortable with. Um, same thing with virtual visits. He's like, dad, I can do some of these, um, you know, virtually. And and by the way, I love virtual ears, got the Oculus and the headset. He goes, I can do all this stuff. You've given me some of those tools. My words, not his, um, but, but, but you've let me, you've let me run. And I really feel better about my decisions. So, so in the end, I think giving him some of those options were, was really good. The hardest part for me was where do I step in? Where do I stay out? But you know, we developed a cadence after a while. And, and by the way, things like, oh, that deposit is due. I'm still very much engineering that on his behalf. Like, a, I'm not going to have him miss deadlines over it. But yeah. but he really started to take that ownership. And it felt great. And that's when when we really got to this great partnership and it worked out.
0: Yeah. Any, um, let me ask you, any surprises for you for, you know, coming
1: at it as a dad this time and, and not as a recruiting yeah. professional or leader? You know, it's, I, 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 there were two things that really struck me. Number one is you know, we as a, as TA professionals are always trying to get a sense for what the market and what, you know, what the market wants and what talent wants. And, and for early talent, you make a lot of assumptions, but you also, you have a lot of data. It was so fascinating to watch it happen with my son. So my son, for example, he had to schedule a visit and he went online to schedule it and it's, and it wasn't working. So we had to call someone. He turned to me, he goes, dad, I don't want to call someone to schedule a visit. That should be done online. I'm like, Yes. Yes, it should. You know, the call should be made for when it's much more personal or you need to do a follow up, et cetera. So so that kind of validation, I was like, wow, this is happening in real time. The stuff that I get in in reports and data drops is happening real time in front of my eyes. So that was surprising. You know, the other thing is, and and this is not new for a long time. I've been I've been defending Gen X, Gen Y, you know, millennials, Chris, like, you know, know, when we were when we were that age, we did our own thing and all this, what they don't bring to the table. I was very pleasantly surprised my son's a great kid i know i'm biased but you know at at the level of ownership he took over the process even as a 17 year old boy that had lots of other stuff going on he goes dad this is my future and i'm going to take it seriously and i think there's a lot of that that mm-hmm. maybe we as more seasoned professionals discount because it doesn't look the same as when we did it but doesn't mean that that's that not the same passion or interest or fervor to get it right and to yeah. see that play mm-hmm. out i was like wow that's that's really awesome to see in practice
0: that is well. That is impressive, and it's not too terribly get off my lawn.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you know. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> we're gonna uh, walk. We're gonna walk barefoot up this hill both ways, whether in the right. snow, in the or snow. Like it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like killing a bear with a loose That's right. Pick. That's right.
0: <laughs> okay, so Dan, I'll ask you. These are short snippets, so yeah. Uh, so I want you to wrap us up. I want. I want to. I got a new question that I'm asking our. Guests. Okay. Fire so away. if you had to boil down your message. To, to be the title of a book. Mm. What
1: would the title of that book be? So I've, I gave this some thought and I've, I've landed on put your mask on first because I learned through this process. I'm not helping anybody if I don't first check in with who am I going to be in this process? Am I prepared to, to, to provide? I just wanted to jump in and do, do, like looking externally. So put your mask on first. You know, all, all of you, you, you hear that message, you're on the plane. You're no good to anyone else if you're not properly trained, rested, the right mindset and thinking about what your role needs to be. And in this situation, um, that was huge. It wasn't until I started putting my mask on and realizing what I was bringing to the table and what I yeah. wasn't that I really was able to help them. So that's, that's what I would do. Put, put your mask on first. Don't forget yourself. Uh, you're no good to anyone else without it.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay. And then a little follow up question.
1: Yeah. Who would you give the first signed copy to? Wow. All right. So I'll give the first sign copy to my daughter because she'll actually read it. I, if I gave it to my son, he'd put it in the closet. <laughs> we'd never see it again. <laughs> yeah. But then honestly, I would give it to the most senior people. I, you'd get a copy like senior leaders that really get it because I find that we, we once we've been in our careers for a long time, feel the need to like, well, let me, let me noodle, let me edit, let me help, let me, you know, all from good intent. Yeah. But forgetting the fact like you have to take that time out to make sure that you're you know continue to develop your own skills and, and approach and and, and toolbox um, and I think some people tend to forget that and just dive right in without you know checking in first so and any senior person that I respect and like and work with so I'll put you on that list I see Jeffrey, Jeffrey Moss is in there I give him one I give Josh one I, I'd have to yeah, forget it. I'm just gonna go on Amazon and, uh, and and put out a thousand copies there
0: we go it'll be a bestseller you know <laughs> there why not well at least in my mind in my mind anyway yeah <laughs> I love it all right I'm gonna put you back in the green room but don't go anywhere okay All right. Thanks so much, Dan. Look, hey, next week we've got HR.com's Matt Charney with us uh, to hear about what he thinks about community and the world of HR he's been living in over the last few months. Uh, On June 1st, uh, our members have the treat of joining our Solutions Spotlight. They're going to meet Athena Karp, CEO and founder of Hired Score, of course, and she'll walk them through what's new and noteworthy uh, in her platform. I think we've also got uh, Ravi, who's the CEO and founder of ProvenBase. He's going to do a Solutions Spotlight on the 9th. Uh, members are also going to want to watch for our upcoming, we've got a Q2 EMEA uh, community meeting on June 15th and our CXR workshop on design thinking that is coming up June 16th. So these and a lot more, you can find it at cxr.works events. Watchers and listeners, please subscribe and share the CXR podcast. And remember, you can catch up on hundreds, yes, hundreds of these previously episodes uh, over at cxr.works podcast. And with that, we're going to see everybody next week.